welcome to Better Than Mario Brothers, where each episode we delve deep into cinema sewer. I am Chris Bolton. With me, as always, Miss Helen McIntyre. Hello. And no Mark Williams this week, unfortunately. Uh, Mark's got a lot of life shit going on at the moment, so he's had to duck this one out. So the kids are playing unsupervised tonight. Um, (laughs) I don't know how this is going to (laughs) go. Strap yourselves in, listeners. This could be interesting. Um, We are (laughs) kicking off 2023 with a bang. Uh, looking back at one of Helen's choices, Overlord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I got to say right off the bat, um, I think this is way too good for this show. <laughs> yeah, I I was expecting something way more campy, like yeah. Inglorious Bastards, like leaning into sort of like comedic. Thi- I was not expecting this. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm really glad we watched it because it was amazing. But... Yeah, yeah, very, very good, but not at all what I was expecting from this film. As you said, I was expecting no. kind of campy creature feature fun. Um, not at all what we got, uh, but that is not a complaint. Um, it's no. just this is not going to be your usual two hours of us dunking on a film, I don't think. Um, maybe quite the opposite. No. It's, that's not to say it's perfect. I had some issue with it, um, but yeah, nowhere near um some of the stuff which okay so let's let's dive in i guess i've got pages and pages of notes as per usual i I barely Uh, took any i was so engrossed well yeah i i was engrossed but um i was a cheapskate this month this was on channel four um like over christmas i think so it was on 4od which meant i can watch it for free so i did um but that means it's got adverts and i had plenty of time to write notes in the adverts in retrospect I wish I hadn't been such a cheapskate and I wish I'd paid money for this because the adverts totally fucked it. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. It was free. Times are hard. Cost of living crisis and all of that. <laughs> you know. So I was yeah, like, that like... looks free. I'll, I'll, I'll watch it there. Um, anyway, okay. So let's dive in then. And and right off the bat, like like you said, you were expecting campy and, and so yeah. was I going in. And then right off the bat, we get those really classy old school war film titles. And I was like, right, okay, this this knows exactly what it is, and and so that that opening straight away, I was like, yeah, this is going to be a war film, but with zombie Nazis. Like, here we go, this is yeah. Wolfenstein the movie. I am a hundred percent up for this. Um, that was about as campy as this film got. Was those titles, as it turns out. Um, yeah. Still, you know. I mean, it, it, opposite of camp, actually, I would say, like pretty much throughout. Yep, completely it was tense. Yeah, very very tense. Um. So, yeah, so, so we get those titles and then we're straight into that kind of, that troop transport. They're all, they're all flying over in a squadron formation. Um, and, like, again, like, this opening scene is giving me the film that I expected it to be. Like, I was getting real kind of Aliens vibes from this opening yeah. scene with all the troops in the plane just busting each other's balls and stuff. I was just, I was 100% up for it. Um, and then just when I thought I couldn't be any more up for it, Minnie Kurt Russell shows up um and and i just love the guy like i i, I think he's yeah. fantastic he's great in this film he's great in everything i've ever seen him in um but i didn't know he was in this so nice surprise to see white russell in there um straight away i'm like all right this just keeps getting better and better and better and then my, my very next note like i've written those three things about how campy it is and my very next note is like what is going on this opening is and i don't use this word lightly but i've got this opening is masterful uh, and and it is there's this real slow burn creeping dread immediately from the opening it's 
I mean, it's it's very Spielberg. This opening in the plane, you know, they, like they start off ball busting each other, like then then like the commander comes in and gives a briefing, and then our lead, um, whose name I keep forgetting, Boyce. Um, that's it. I because I've I've taught myself to try and remember it via Fools and Horses, right? Because I'm thinking Boise, but I still keep forgetting it, right? So so then Boyce like takes a nap and falls asleep, and then. When he wakes back up, you, we get this. He wakes back up with this kind of gentle turbulence, like the camera starts to shake. You're very distant, kind of thud, thud, and then all of a sudden, just boom! Like shells hitting everything. The plane's going down. It's utter chaos. Like it, it's just the suspense is masterful. It is Spielbergian. Yeah. It it really is. Um, and you know, the, the other thing as well is there's so much like subtlety and nuance that's going on with all of the essentially cannon fodder that's in that plane you've got such a diverse group of personalities and what i thought was really telling was they told a lot without it's the show it's the classic show don't tell in that you knew that voice was green and you knew that this was something that was completely outside of his ability to even comprehend just through like the really subtle things like how his leg was going and the way that he was just kept from clutching for the safety and you could tell the the older members of the squad versus the younger ones and none of that was necessary like there was a couple of sort of ribs and stuff but how green he was wasn't even brought up in that scene it was just it was all done through like the characterization and the physicality of the characters and when you consider that they're all strapped in and sat down on an airplane i was like this is a level of performance i wasn't expecting yeah totally the performances are, are fucking excellent in this film I, everything about this film it is is yeah. firing on all cylinders um we'll dive into a lot of it later on um it's not perfect um but it is it is technically very competent and very very sound mm. in in all respects like everyone has brought their a game here so yeah. the opening yeah is is absolutely phenomenal um the jump however like when they actually jump from the plane is awful and is the worst this film gets like it's just this yeah. horrible cgi fucking nightmare and it looks like something out of Call of Duty or something. It, like the camera's just locked in on his face as he's tumbling through the air, and there's very clear CGI bombers and stuff in the background. And I just don't even know why it's there. I don't know why they did it because they were going so well, and then they just throw all this CGI nonsense in. It's like you could have just cut to black again if if you wanted yeah. to. It would have been fine, or bring the titles in there, or whatever you wanted to do. But. I think that jump is is the worst the film gets. It really looks fucking terrible. Um, I think the thing is as well is the film just in general relies so heavily on practical special effects yes. rather than CGI, and that's very much to its benefit. Definitely, it, and yeah, it's one of these things. C CGI, if you're very strategic with how you use it and you're clever with how you use it, then it can absolutely enhance your film. Um, like Pirates of the Caribbean is always the one that like jumps to my mind for like really good use of cgi yeah but with this film because it's so practical effects heavy you kind of think you didn't really need the cgi in this place not at all not at all and and yeah it, it does stick out like a sore thumb whenever they yeah. use it um and actually again not knowing what this film was going to be even, as much as i enjoyed that opening once we got to this jump and i started seeing the cgi i did get a bit of a sinking feeling in my gut because i was like oh no this is all going to be cgi and I was ready to slate it for that because the CGI is not good either. Uh, but as you say, actually, you know, as we get further and further into the film, there is very little CGI. There is a lot of makeup. There is a lot of practical effects. 
Um, and where there is CGI, it's used to complement what's already on screen yeah. rather than, you know, as, as the main focus. So a little bit of a misstep here, but fine, whatever. Um, then we're into, you know, they they all jump. Um, the squad gathers back together very quickly. Um, you know, Wyatt Russell starts to give him a briefing. He's in charge. He's the corporal. And just immediately again i'm straight back and we get that that scene with him and the camera like he's so good wyatt russell is so good in everything he's in but he's especially good when he's being an arsehole like he is 100 <laughs> percent his father's son like he's yeah. so so good it is just like watching kurt russell um but yeah the whole thing with the camera where he's picking up my phone he goes oh that's really interesting let me see your camera what you're doing and then he just smashes it out of his hand and crushes it to bits like absolutely yeah. brilliant Really, but I really also love stuff. the fact that the photographer was a professional because he did backup camera ready to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, the only criticism I can level at Wyatt Russell throughout this entire film is that actually, and everybody's do- good in this, don't get me wrong, Yeah. but his star power, and, and he, look, he's not an A-list star, still isn't. I know he's, you know, he, he is who he is, but his star power is, is just his wattage, his sheer presence is so much greater than everybody else in this film. Whenever he's on screen, he just absolutely commands it. Um, he's he's excellent. But then that's why he's got the role he's got. Yeah, you know, he's incredibly. He's the right. He was cast in exactly the right role. Oh, perfectly. And and as yeah. we get into, there's a scene later on, um, and I'll talk about it when we get there. Where as I say I was enjoying him all the way through. But not really realizing what this film was, there was a there's a scene later on where I just go, oh, that's why they cast him, and you just go right that that casting director just needs like all the rays in the world, just like give yeah. them millions and millions because there's a point where they signed him on and the director was the happiest man on the planet, and you can tell, um, and <laughs> and we'll talk about that when we get there. Um, so yeah, he's an absolute fucking star, and then. We get just a bit of knockabout fun with them, really. We get the whole thing with the landmine, which is it just had me in stitches. Um, yeah. And you kind of knew it was coming as well, but <laughs> can't be a bit of viscera every now and again. Um, and then they sort of run into they run into a villager, um, have a, have a brief sort of back and forth. We discover that Boise can speak French, um, so a bit of bit of color for his character there. And she leads them to uh, like her village, basically. Yeah, and it was at this point when they get to the village that I realised this wasn't going to be the film that I thought it was going to be because, it, like the maison scene when they get to this village is stunning, mm. like all the bombed out buildings and you get the score starting to creep up a bit as well, and then you've got the tower up on the hill. Now we've already had the mission briefing. We know they're there to blow up the tower because this is the eve of the yeah. D Day landings and they need to take the tower out. We know why they're there. But as they're creeping around through all these derelict buildings and you just see the light on the tower at the top of the hill, it's it's the psycho house, basically. It's it's absolutely gorgeous. Um, and that was the point where I, I sort of thought, hang on a minute, this this isn't a B-movie. This isn't going to be zombie Nazis running around everywhere eating faces. This is this knows what it's doing. And again, and again, it's just that slow creep. Like you see that tower and it's like, you know, something bad is happening in that tower, you know, immediately, but you don't know what at this point. Um, So we have, a you know, we get to know our characters a bit and then they introduce the Nazis. Now I've got a lot to say about the Nazis. Um, First of all, when the Nazis, like they, our troops first observe the Nazis in the town through an upstairs window and because they're in the, this woman's house now, they observe the Nazis coming in through the window. 
and the score is absolutely fucking wonderful when the Nazis yeah. first show up. Um, you know, you get this like really deep brass and you get these tremolo strings going off and it's just, oh, it's chef's kiss. This score is absolutely stunning. It's like you couldn't announce a villain's entrance any better than this. It, it's clearly like, this is our bad guy. This isn't just any old Nazi. Yeah. This is the Nazi for this. So good. Um, so that roped me in anyway. Yeah. Plus just in general... I- I mean, with me as well, the thing that I really liked, and I love it when films do this, which is when you've got characters that speak other languages, if your point of view character speaks the same language, you'll get subtitles because that character understands what's being said. But when you've got the character that only speaks French and he's eavesdropping on the Germans, that's completely unsubtitled because he doesn't know what they're saying. And they've chosen the German very, very cleverly so that even if you don't speak German... It's simple enough and it's similar enough to English that you can pick up the gist of what's being said. But the point is, is it's untranslated. And But then when you've got the character that speaks German who's in the scene, so he can understand what's being said, all of a sudden the subtitles, subtitles. appear again. And yeah. it's just, it's one of those things that, that I'm just like, yeah, if you're going to do languages, like that's how to do it. And I just, the second they started doing that in this film, I was just like, oh, you're totally. actually being clever. Like we're actually thinking about who's the POV character in this scene and we we know we're dialed in yeah totally totally and we've criticized many films for the exact opposite of that we've criticized many films for having characters speak in English when they clearly wouldn't and forcing them to not use their native tongue but yeah and it's also there's an element here again and and I feel like we've got to put this on the director more than anybody else there's an element of whatever they're saying like it, it could be mute the performance is so good you, yeah. you know, like the score is excellent. They're Nazis anyway. You know, yeah. like you, you, you get what they're saying. Um, so, yeah, we get this we get this wonderful entrance. And like, you know, Nazi is shorthand for bad guy, right? You don't have to do any heavy lifting with these characters. They're fucking Nazis. As soon as they show up, you're like, they're, I'm aware of how this sounds, but I'm going to say it anyway. Like, I fucking love Nazis. Like, if you've got Nazis in your film, villain. Like, totally. Yeah, it's not a villain where all of a sudden you're like, oh, I've got nuance, and or are they too sympathetic? It's a case of, no, if you've got a Nazi, then this is someone that your audience can 100% despise. Yep, and immediately. There's, there's, yeah, it's, you know, it used to be the Russians. It probably will be the Russians again for, like, the next sort of 10 or 15 years. But yeah. But it, but it, they're, they're instant, like shorthand. Yeah, yeah, it's it's dial a bad guy. If you've got a Nazi, yeah. like, and I, and I think especially, you know, maybe maybe not so much. I think you're right. Maybe I'll go back to Russians now, and yeah. I think maybe the generation before us again, it was Russia because of Cold War. But I think for yeah. our generation specifically is just dialed in to hate in Nazis, and I put that squarely at the feet of Indiana Jones. Like that's why mm-hmm. I hate Nazis, and that's why they're the automatic bad guys for me, right? But it's it just works. You get Nazis show up yeah. straight away. It's like they don't have to do anything. They don't have to be experimenting yeah. on people. They don't have to do anything else other than wear that fucking uniform, and you're just like, mm. yeah, yeah, that's a cunt. Like straight away. So you know they yeah. do the fact that we've still got all of this kind of score going on and everything as well just absolutely sells it um so yeah i mean i'll, I'll read you my notes here actually say I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm unapologetic about this um this way. i've written honestly i'm getting a little fucking hard here every time the nazis appear <laughs> i fucking love nazis <laughs> but the other thing as well that 
going into this film, I was I was aware it was in the back of my head, and I'm not like military history is not my go-to subject. It's just something that Ben has talked about quite a bit, and it's sometimes information sinks in. So I do know that before the D-Day landings, there was an Operation Overlord, which was in a town to take out the Nazis. And I also know that there was a French town, and it's like the biggest like site of a travesty that happened in World War Two in France, where the SS commander that was in charge of the unit in the town actually got taken to a court-martial by the other Nazis because he had been so horrific by locking everybody in a church and burning them alive that the other Nazis thought that he was too hardcore and this was overstepping. So by Nazi standards, this Nazi had like out-Nazied all the other Nazis. And just because of this town and because it's the church where the tower is, I was like, I kind of feel that this is actually, that there's real things that they're pulling on here. Imagine being the most hardcore Nazi. Like, yeah. like, like this out is a Nazi real thing. Like, the other all Nazis. the other Nazis <laughs> thought that this guy went too far. And like this is this is from the other and I'm not trying to like make light of this, but it's just to put things in perspective, is there was a real incident that happened in France that did involve a small town with a church that I think was operation it was to do with operation overlord or something like this and that was when all the other nazis were like dude you've gone too far yeah I, that, that's mental in it to be the i mean somebody's got to yeah. be the worst nazi i guess but yeah yeah. <laughs> um, yeah but you know in terms of it being historically accurate like i can't speak for how historically accurate it well, is I mean, it's, obviously actually, it's but, not his well you know accurate, yeah, yeah. i think there's there's definitely there's there's grains of truth that they've built the, the narrative upon they, they definitely have but also i think yeah. what i think what really sets this apart from the film that we thought it was going to be is that they absolutely commit to their world and it feels real yeah. because of it and yeah. a big part of that is that you know the first hour of this film really is just world building and character building that's all it is there yeah, is it's this like the descent yes you, very much the, so the actual monsters themselves as in the zombie nazi bit which we'll get to in a bit because that didn't play it how i was expecting to either no but the initially at least definitely for the first 40 minutes um probably throughout most of the time they're in the house bar the one time that he sees the the aunt Mm -hmm. but all of the horror in that film up until that point is just the horror of war it's yeah the the hanging paratroopers that have been like strangled on their own parachutes as they've landed in the forest it's the nazi squadron just gunning down Mm -hmm. the sergeant it's the anti-aircraft fire that's just completely ripped through the aircraft in front of them which has then been set on fire and they're jumping out of the airplane as like other members are being pulled into like fiery vacuums and stuff and then the horror of the nazis themselves when they turn up in this town it the the threat is there but they're not the threats coming through like the the sexual and the physical violence towards the feet and it's it's all these very real threats and these they're not needing to sort of pull on these no sort of campy overtones it's it the horror is so grounded in reality that it really just makes you think shit this is not the film that i thought it was not at all i actually do i I do a bit of an about face um about halfway through this film because very shortly in my notes we're not there yet but very shortly in my notes i'm having a bit of a whinge about where the fuck are the zombie nazis even though i'm enjoying (laughs) what i'm watching i'm having a bit of a whinge and then we eventually get there and i'm just like i don't give a fuck about the zombie nazis (laughs) um (laughs) 
but it, I'm it's in, in the characters by that stage. I'm investing in the characters, right? It, it's interesting yeah. you mentioned The Descent because as soon as I finished this film, that was the first film I thought of. And yeah. the reason for that is because I very specifically remember coming out of The de- Descent and actually immediately talking to Mark and a friend of ours at the time, Pete, as well, and just saying, look, guys, you, you have to go and watch this film. It is just exemplary. Like at the time we were studying yeah. screenwriting as well. And I was just like, this this is so tight you could teach from it. It is fucking exemplary. This is how you make a horror film. And I don't think I've seen another film since then until now that left yeah. me feeling like that. Because I came out yeah. of this and I was like, absolutely every single element of this film works. It's yeah. not perfect. But everything that's here works and works very well. And it works because it's technically competent. And yeah, I enjoyed it, but I'm coming away from it. And, the, you know, we've got a technical background in film. And, and so, unfortunately, you know, sometimes that can spoil your enjoyment because you can, you know, you can see through the Matrix. And yeah. I, when it's done well, like it is here, I actually enjoy seeing through the Matrix. You know, I love that I was fucking five steps ahead of the story at every beat here. And I've made a note about it later. But I love that. The reason I'm five steps ahead of the story is because everything they're writing makes perfect sense for all of the characters and all the beats fall into place and everything gets called back. And that actually starts here. Well, actually, it started in the drop, as you said, with the direction of you can see Boise being nervous and stuff. But it's here where I sat up and and took notice of his character where we get the story about the mouse when they're up in the house. And and they're debating, like, who's going to do what? And they're like, Boise wouldn't even kill a fucking mouse. He literally wouldn't kill a mouse. And they give a story about how he couldn't catch one that was in the barracks. So he, he caught it and he couldn't kill it. And that sets our lead up straight away. And his journey throughout the film, like by the time we get yeah. to the end, that was the thing that really sold me was was Boyce's journey. When you get to the end, when you get from this character who's so gentle, he wouldn't kill a mouse. Yeah. to Like he's been pushed to absolute breaking point and he's just doing horrific things. Yeah. Again, but just it, like the descent, really. Like that was... When you sort of when you sort of try and explain the film to somebody, and you're like, right, so like Nazi zombies or something, and then you sort of go into a little bit more detail, it sounds so formulaic. You've got the green recruit, and there's like he's getting, you know, there's the sort of the more experienced members on the squad, and obviously the landing goes hideously wrong, but they've got that ticking clock over them because they've got to get it done by six. So you've got that crew drive that goes through. It sounds like it's so formulaic because. There's nothing in it that's not predictable. There is nothing in it that you wouldn't expect to be in a B movie of mm-hmm. of this nature. But because it's done so well, because it's a case of the characters actually get fleshed out as the film progresses, so that you actually start to care about them, even like the obnoxious ones, and all of even like the little kid and stuff. Like he's the little kid isn't just oh a little kid in there for peril. Like he's he's got like personality and Mm. the way that they use him to differentiate between how Boyce reacts when he's got the baseball versus how the Germans react with the baseball like it just everything is there for a purpose and everything is there to serve character and also to serve story and everything has got that like dual element going on at all times and so it's like is it predictable yes but is it an absolute masterclass in the fact that you don't need to reinvent the wheel you just no. need to know what you're doing it, exactly that's yeah. the thing like we spend so much time on this show complaining about people who just haven't got a fucking clue what they're doing and they've yeah. got they've got this mental concept that yeah. would be really really cool 
but they just can't execute it because they they haven't got the craft whereas here it's the complete opposite i the other film i thought of a lot was guardians and obviously i wasn't on the guardians show with you um i would have incidentally had a very similar opinion um i I didn't like it quite as much as you guys i don't think it would have been quite the sloppy blowjob that it was if i'd been on the show Um, and by the way listeners it is certainly not better than iron man 2 mark is fucking high ignore Um, (laughs) what chris is saying i am backing mark on this one and it is rare that you get a helen and chris split (laughs) mark is fucking high if he thinks it's better than iron man 2 but anyway Like, I I thought of Guardians, right? Because um, I remember texting you guys after I'd listened to that show and after I'd watched the film. And I I really only had one problem with Guardians, but it was a major problem and it really let it down. And that was that Guardians was all plot and no story. Yeah. And this is the complete opposite. This is all story and no plot. Now, one works and the other doesn't. It's as simple as that. You know, like you, you have to have a story and your plot serves the story. Simple as yeah. that. So here we've got all the story elements and they all work. Whereas Guardians was just the most convoluted, ridiculous idea. And then yeah. they just kind of forgot about all the stuff that you need to build around that. Um, yeah. So, so well, this they, is the complete... to it, but yeah, more so, than a nod. Yeah. So this is the complete opposite. Um so anyway, yeah, we get the story about the mouse, in, and we yeah. do, as you say, we get to meet all the characters. Like, I, I can't remember anyone's character name, right? I'm literally calling them. Voice is the only one that I can remember. Like everyone else, I've got like shorthand notes. With, right, like, so the... New Yorker photographer. Right, so I've Kurt done the Russell. same. I've done the same, right? I've got, I've yeah. got Brooklyn. I've got, <laughs> yeah. I've got Brooklyn photo guy, main yeah. guy, and Wyatt Russell. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I've done it, right? Or yeah. occasionally I call him Mini Kurt, just just to mix it yeah. up a little bit. Um, but you, but you know, you also get to meet right. We'll call him Brooklyn or New York, there, whatever. And and yeah. again, you see the difference between the two characters. Like he's been around the block a few times. He's got a hard skin, and the way he reacts with the kid. And again, like as soon as he starts mouthing off at the kid, I know that he's going to end up. I thought he was going to end up dying for the kid. We don't quite get yeah. there. But I know immediately that like him and this kid, that's his story. He's here yeah. for this kid. And that all plays out beautifully as well. Like they absolutely nail it. So we, we get all of our pieces starting to come into place. Um, and then I've got, I don't have many problems with this film, but the first of them comes here. Um, so, you know, we're getting all of this tension ratcheting up in the house and it's all good. But I know there should be zombies and I'm starting to think, where's the fucking zombies? Yeah. But then we've already said that Nazis are the most evil motherfuckers on the planet. Okay, you don't have to do anything to demonize Nazis. And what you certainly don't have to do is bring rape into your film to demonize Nazis. I, I just, I don't know why, as as well shot and well performed as that scene was, I don't think we need that at all. The fact that they're Nazis is fine. We don't have, it, like, that scene was doing really well when he was just being creepy with her. And yeah. you knew what he was getting at. Yeah, when he just came in and he took his hat off and stuff like that. I think it would have been far more effective if we'd have stopped there. And we didn't have to see him force himself. Now, of course, there are plot reasons why this has to happen. Because then Boyce gets involved and everything blows up. And I think whenever the plot does get in the way of the story. <sighs> unfortunately, that's where this film stumbles. It happens later on as well. And it's far more egregious later on than it is here as well. But you know again it's about seeing through the matrix and i feel like sometimes i'm just watching it going 
well, yeah, okay, but you're moving pieces around a board now. Like this, you're treading yeah. water here. We don't need this scene with the rape. You, you, you just really don't. Like Boise, like Boise could have come in and intervened when he was just the Nazi was just threatening her. We didn't have to go any further, but nevertheless, we do. So okay, whatever, fine. It is what it. It didn't bother me that much. It wasn't particularly graphic, you know. We're not talking yeah, fucking. It, it, I mean, it stops before it gets anywhere near to graphic. Yeah, like, it's, they, it's... they do push the scene, and it is. It, there's no need for it. you know it's not 365 days or anything you know no. we're not talking shower scene here but it's no. pretty grim um <laughs> and then it like we, we everything starts to escalate a little bit because boyce comes in and then they he sort of captures him they start fucking beating the nazi up and stuff and then now this may be because there's adverts right now and i i'm aware that i'm going to skip over a few bits here because we get like a bit of an interrogation because yeah. it's nazi commander and why russell starts beating him up and stuff and that's all good then they send some of the guys out um and then suddenly we're just behind enemy lines it's like this this escalates from naught to 100 in in a matter of minutes now it may be because i had an advert break in the middle of this so i got to tune out and then tune back in and all of a sudden boyce is like going out through the back alley and then he kind of ends up in the back of a truck and then he gets into the tower and i'm like but as much as i was just complaining about not having zombies like i was really starting to get into shit with this house like the tension was really getting unbearable and it was really becoming just about this just mass just over exertion of testosterone in this tiny little room where you've just got all of these guys and you've got this powder keg going on and then we just have a complete break and we go over again the plot gets in the way and this is where it's at its most egregious because like we're only going here so that boys can see stuff and bring the guy back i and do it's like, i do, do think to? that this is this is where you having the commercial break possibly affect because for me it ran really smoothly yeah in that the two of them were out and he was out and then as he was avoiding them he got turned around in the woods mm. and then had to like run and hide and there was just the one vehicle and it made sense that you've only got the one road which is going to the tower so i didn't have it didn't have that impact on me because it was for me it was just this constant escalation yeah building on what had happened before whereas i think if there had been a tension release because of just especially when he jumps in and he's burying himself underneath all the corpses like yeah. that's really freaking grim and if it wasn't for the fact that that's following really hard on the heels of this hugely escalating tension it felt like it was continuing to build so there what there isn't a let up in the film itself but this is why if you are thinking of watching this film don't watch it shell out the money shell out the money because like the tension does does not let up like and that to me for me personally watching it it worked yeah and I, i i think i said to you over over whatsapp as well i did feel that at the time i like this was my biggest yeah. problem with the film was this scene transition and i did feel at the time like hold on this the, the advert has fucking killed that the advert was really yeah. i still think it's a little bit disjointed i still don't think we need to go, like this would be stronger if we didn't get to the tower at this point or if we did if we absolutely decided that we must go to the tower and we must take Boyce there and not just, you know, show other characters they're doing experiments in a cutaway, which they do later on. So there's no reason they can't do that. It's not like we're locked into Boyce's point of view. But if we absolutely do have to go to the tower, what they shouldn't have had him do, and I know they use it for a plot point later on, but again, this is plot anyway, what they shouldn't have had him do was get in and out. What he should have done was have to radio for backup to get him out because 
when they're going back, we know full well that Boyce knows how to get back out of the tower. Like yeah. it's how he gets back in. So for me, that that's my biggest sticking point here. And it is a minor one because again, it works. Like the reason he's gone here to do this is so he knows to go back to the sewers later on. Like it absolutely yeah. makes sense. I get it. Just again, I feel like this didn't have to be as long. It's not where the story's at its most interesting because at this point, I'm far more interested in what's going on with the Nazi commander back at the loft. Yeah. You know, whereas earlier on, before they caught him, I was just like, where's the fucking zombies? And we're only talking like the space of five minutes here, but that's how quickly this film about faced me. Like, yeah. I, I, I think I was so involved with those guys in that house that when actually I was taken out of it again, I, and in the back of my mind, there was always like, where's the Nazis? But then as soon as I got away from that, I was like, no, actually, I do want to be back in the house with those guys. Like, I'm fully yeah. invested in these characters now. I want to yeah. see what they're doing. I don't want to see what's going on in the tower. The tower is just the mission. Yeah. The, so the, the tower is the ticking clock that is powering us through to the finish because the thing is, is that tower has to be down by 6 a.m. And the whole squad, there's a, there's like four of them left. So they are vastly outnumbered. And that's not exactly the most... There's one highly skilled member. There's one experienced member who's a good sniper. Mm. but most of the other the other two members which is Boyce and the photographer not really the people that if you had to choose <laughs> right most of your squad is going to get massacred and you're only going to get to pick four people to do this mission Boyce and the photographer would not have been on anyone's list no as the ones absolutely wanted, not <laughs> which no. is also why the scenes in the house are so freaking tense because you've got this realization with all of them that they've got to do this mission and to be honest like the odds are so fucking against them but that's not an option failure is not an option they have to do this and they are so not equipped for it yeah i mean my one of my favorite stories is men on a mission and i've said this on just about every show on this network at, at some at some point um I've, i know i've certainly said it over on game of moans i think i've discussed it on smpd with mark as well but my one of my favorite story archetypes is just men on a mission where you've got a bunch of guys who are hopelessly out of their depth and yeah. they just have to rely on each other to just pull each other up by their bootstraps and get the job fucking done yeah. um, and that's exactly what this is if they just happen to drop I mean, in that's like, even the life occult. you get the job you're going to get the job done like, yeah that's what the sergeant says at the beginning you're yeah get the job done i fucking love it because it gives you so much scope to play with yeah. like if when it's done well like it is here um you know you get to know all these characters because they'll start off hating each other and they'll yeah. test each other and they'll break each other down and then, you know, you're going to see them at their most afraid. And then you can start building in things like you're going to get the hero sacrifice. You know you are yeah. because they have to get the fucking job done. And it's mm -hmm. going to tug your heartstrings and people are going to die. And it's it's just such a versatile uh, building block for so many stories. And I fucking love it. And you very rarely get it better. There's two genres that, that it really works with. And that's war films and westerns. You, yeah. you seldom see it done better than those two genres. And, and this is a prime example of that. Like, bunch of guys on a mission. Fucking phenomenal. Um, yeah. We get one of my favourite bits of the film here now. Uh, it feels like I've said that a lot already, but this bit really is phenomenal. And yeah. this this was another one of those points where I, I, just, I, I actually paused it here and just sat back for a minute and went... Oh. You, know, you know when you're just watching something yeah. that's so good and you just go... Because 
very very early on like within the first two or three minutes just after they've done the drop the very first thing we see boyce do is cut himself out of his parachute right and it's a very deliberate shot and as he was doing it i was like oh, okay that's some interesting visual language like it's like he's he's cutting himself out of a womb here and i get what you're doing he's being reborn because he's just jumped from the plane and he's yeah. he's worked his way out of the water he's being reborn and and that was clever enough and I, and that I made a note of that. But then as soon as he walked into the lab and I saw the sacks, I was like, oh, you motherfuckers. <laughs> like yeah. perfect callback then where we get, oh, actually, we're not so different from these Nazi fuckers, are we? And he just cuts one open. And yeah, sure enough, this guy's crawling out, giving it all help me and stuff like that. And it just, it's such, like, you didn't have to do that. It would be horrific just seeing them hanging there. You could have had a body on a table, something like that. But yeah. then we make the link and more importantly voice makes the link as well and it like that just pushes him further into that heart of darkness of like this shit is fucked up and this is going to be me if we don't get this tower down and get the fuck out of here yeah, so it all also, builds it, into his character and it's been it's also the the reveal of the lab has, has been seeded really well through understatement with the whole thing that you've got the aunt that's sick in the house and there's just this door that's ajar at this dark yeah. and there's a dark corridor and you just hear this wheezing sound that comes from out from out of it and you know that you're going to get a reveal at some stage and they don't overplay the reveal you no. just see you just see like a face partially lit and then the turn away and it's this, it's very brief and it's not cgi it's practical effects and it's just terrific but the all chloe says about it is my aunt's sick she's yeah. very sick she's very sick she, they took her to the church she came back she's very sick and yeah. like you sort of see that thing and you're just like my god woman you're you're understating sick and then all of a sudden you get into the lab and you're just like fuck you're fuck. understating sick because you have the woman that's screaming help me and it's just yeah the, the spinal cord yeah oh, I was, yeah oh it, we, that's the thing when we get there when we get to the lab like they use everything sparingly but when we get there yeah. It is exactly what it needs to be. It's just I yeah. expected that that for ninety minutes. Yeah. When we get there, it's 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 perfect. Like if anything, it's it's better than it needs to be. Like it's not yeah. campy at all. When we get no. there, they go full on body horror with it. Um. And yeah. And and it's great. Just that that scene where he's cutting them out of the sack. I was just oh you you clever motherfuckers. You clever clever motherfuckers. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that's really really good. Really impressed me. But then. <laughs> I do, I do have to call bullshit here because who the fuck, and as somebody that has a lot of them in the house, who the fuck puts an uncapped needle in their pocket, especially when it's likely got some sort of fucking messed up super soldier serum in it, and you know, you yeah. know well, full you just, well whatever's yeah, in it ain't him, good. You've seen him inject it into a corpse, which then all of a sudden started twitching, and that was, and not yeah. not in a, not in a good way, like in a this is really fucking messed up way. Yeah, and then, like. I, Oh, I'm totally oh. up for like I, I I understand. Okay, I'm gonna get some of this stuff out and see what yeah. it is. I understand the motivation behind that, but putting it in your pocket without any sort of protection, yeah. I don't fucking think so. Like, I've, I mean, I've, I'm I'm gonna give him I'm gonna give him a break because voice is so clearly out of his depth. Oh, he's way of out of his like, depth. I'm like, yeah. in that kind of stressful scenario, I don't I'm not gonna hold it against him that he doesn't look for a cap. The no, like, I genuinely don't think it would even <laughs> no. occur to him. Like, and he I, I just sells it. But I, I think it's partly me as well. Just having, I, I have a diabetic cat in this house. I'm dealing with needles regularly. I stab myself at least once a week. So I'm just looking, <laughs> going, like, 
you fucking idiot. Like, put a cap over that thing yeah. because you're going to end up injecting yourself, you fucking moron. Um, he doesn't. Oh, I've also it... got to say as well, just we're going to backtrack slightly, is before you even get to the lab, like, they set the lab up so well with when he comes into that big open space with just the holes that they're yeah. looking through and he can't really sort of see sort of what's in the holes, but you just hear the noises and stuff. You hear the noises, again. yeah. It, it's, it's just, you know... It's just the building it up and the building it up and the building it up. And it's the whole... Because I have this constant rant at work about if you want to do horror effectively, you you suggest and you reveal as little as possible because your mind will fill in the blanks and that will totally. always be more terrifying. And that is 100% what this film does pretty much. And when they, so that when they do have the reveals, they've saved their budget for just a few key really good effects and the effects when they come are oh the sound the sound yeah just, yeah it's, oh, it's, it's so good, good. And, and, it, and and again just like it it would be enough in a horror film for us to to get that as a just as a technique like it's scary yeah. seeing that but it's the fact that they they then have the presence of mind to call that back later on because we come back here and we see what's making those sounds yeah. didn't have to do that absolutely didn't it like it serves its purpose it scares us but we come back here and we see what's in the cells and they get yeah. pursued by what's in the cells and that's it's the fact that we've already like they've established it here there is a threat in this area so that when they come back later on again you're five steps in front going oh right that thing that was making all the noise earlier they're gonna fight that now yeah. um great it's, it's absolutely textbook stuff this yeah um I'm going to call bullshit for the second time. Again, plot sometimes get in the, gets in the way. I get that we have to have one of our guys back at the house to take the to take the serum and stuff, right? We have to yeah. we have to get everybody back there, right? And and I get that Boyce has to see one of his comrades basically because again it pushes him further, but yeah. no way, no fucking how have these guys been in this area long enough to be captured and experimented on to this level like no fucking way they've been there a couple of hours at most like it's well, not even it's been only, a night it's only the one that he's got and he was he was his friend so when the sarge got shot by the nazi troop this guy that was captured he wasn't part of the group that was in the house he was no no no. he was one of the other group yeah but like yeah he'd, he'd been he'd basically been picked up because he parachuted into the wrong spot yeah but in the time that these guys have been back in the house which is a couple of hours most like they yeah. basically dissected this guy <laughs> like it's you know i mean it's a bit the, much he's got, the, he's got the tube that's he's got all the tubes in him and stuff it, like it, it, him, it just but... looks like he's he's a bit oh. fucking far gone for this but whatever like we're talking you know we're talking pseudoscience like, here. Like i was wincing when he went to pull that tube oh out yeah it was I, gross. Was, I wasn't i wasn't sure how that was going to go i was no. fully expecting like guts to come out with it and just splatter on the floor yeah it was, it was fucking grim but I, you yeah. know i get that voice needed to do that so okay fine um and then then they make their way back to the house and like look this was like this whole bit was really good as a sequence mm. again i just feel like it it's such it's such a gear shift from everything that was going on in the house yeah. you know like it like this is not the place to reveal this stuff i don't think i i think i think we would be better having all of this talked about having the rumors because we get it right at the end as well you know where he's getting debriefed and his commanding officers just oh there's rumors of all this shit in the church like personally this is the only technical thing i think i can pull this on 
the writer in me kind of wants all of this to just be hearsay until they attack the tower and then like oh fuck there's all this shit in the labs um because because right now like we we don't need to see all this like we just need to see what's going on in the house Uh, you see i'm gonna disagree with you because i think boyce having seen what's in the labs is what motivates him to actually stand up and argue against about changing the mission because he because he's actually seen just how horrific it is and it's not a case of oh it's hearsay and it's rumors and it's they're sick and it's it's a bunch of corpses that they're flamethrowing like you know and i can hear that they're twitching and it sounds like some of them are still alive which is all kind of standard operating procedure for nazis but because he's he's like no if we're taking this down we have to take the lab down we have to take it down we have to take it down and i think i can understand the point that you're making but i also think that him as a character he's not at that point yet where he would have enough confidence to argue it unless it had been something that's so horrific just the thought of not dealing with it yeah no i i agree with that that that's kind of what i'm saying is i understand why we're doing it and i understand that it's necessary for the plot but this is just one of those instances where it's just like i feel like we're just joining dots and i do think runtime comes into play definitely definitely we're joining dots here and we didn't need to take like 10 minutes to join all these dots we really didn't because i just want to get back to the house with the rest of the cast that's where the tension is there is a total even though it's like it it's like textbook creature feature horror here when we're like it's all done very well again it's all executed perfectly but it's a different film and to to go from one to the other back to the other and then back for the finale is is the only place with it and it it is only those four jumps you know they're not back and forth all the time but that's the only time that it feels disjointed i think if we could have had a more structured run-up to just all hell breaking loose I think the finale would have been far more I think, effective. I think, again, this is also you suffering slightly from the commercial breaks because I didn't, again, I just didn't find it, I didn't find that jar because running through it straight away without having any release of tension meant that by now I was I was just fully invested and I was going with it because just they, they're ratcheting up the tension and there is no release of tension in this film. Mm. Like they just keep twisting, twisting, twisting. This is this is why you don't, don't watch it with commercial breaks. Just... Do yourself a favor and just oh yeah go totally because there's a there was a lot of stuff I can, and I can see why you're saying it but my experience watching it I was like fuck 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 just and there wasn't there was I never had a moment where I could sit back and breathe which yeah I I, I got really appreciated. that I got that everywhere else except this this interlude in the middle I yeah. was just like this is it's just it's just too long because it's it's and again. This is me looking at it from a technical standpoint, but I'm watching it and understanding why they're doing it. And I'm just going yeah. like, yes, this is all set up. I get it. But fucking hell, move on. Like, yeah. this is this film is more interesting than... The, this is the least interesting thing about the film. The fucking Nazi yeah. experiments are the least interesting bit. Yeah. So just move on, get past it. And, and again, I, I can't quite reconcile with the fact that by the time we're getting to the tower at the end, we already know that Boyce is able to get in and out successfully and do it carrying a wounded man. Yeah. So it does kind of cheapen the end. Um, yes, the, the threat is escalated by the end, but it, it's definitely to start with, there's this whole issue. Well, he knows exactly how to do it. He's already done it. Like he's yeah. he's no longer the green thumb at that point because he's done it. 
So I, I feel like this is this is the only part of the film that I can point to and just go like that lets it down. I don't think anything else anywhere really lets it down other than, you know, I don't like the CGI and stuff like that, but that's all, yeah, that's minimal stuff. Yeah. This is the one point I can look at narratively and just go, this is this is a bit much. This lets it down. But it, it is the only misstep, I think, the only real one. Um, you know, I, th- I think really what we needed to do was when we get in, what I'm saying is when we get to that tower, when we get to the base, we need to stay there. We don't leave again and go back to the house. We build to that point. And then whether they'd all come with him or whatever it was going to be, when we're there, we need to stay there. That's what lets it down, I think. Um, as I say, well, at the very least, it should have then been, well, Boyce is there. They're back at the house and he's seeing all of this stuff, but he's got no way of getting back. So he's got a radio back and they've got to come and join him. And he's got to convince them that they have to come and do this because getting him back just kind of, yeah, I don't know. It just felt clumsy to me. Uh, but nevertheless, get back. He does. And I'm immediately back into the film. And actually, this is some of my favorite stuff now when we get yeah. back. Um, now we're back there. I don't miss the zombie stuff at all. Now we've had it. I'm just like, oh, I don't give a fuck, to be honest. Um, and being back at that house is much, much better. Especially when, you know, again, we get the whole thing now about, right, we're going to move the German. And, you know, Wyatt Russell's basically beaten him to the point of being unconscious except of course we know he's not unconscious because we're all film literate people by this point plus he's a nazi plus he's just a dick so we know full well what's coming again as an audience we're ahead of this scene but that's drama folks when you're ahead of the scene like that that's fucking drama okay so yes he escapes all hell breaks loose and, and our photographer gets one in the stomach and it's a bad one it's a real bad one and uh, he's the first guy that we really lose properly. You know, yeah, the guy gets blown up at the start, but we weren't attached to him. And you can feel it straight away. You're just like, oh, fuck, they've lost one. You know, and they were all, all the differences are put aside for a moment. You know, all the squabbling they had, it's all put aside in the interest of like, right, let's save him. Um, and then, of course, Boyce stumbles on the fact that he's got this serum and he's seen what it does. And this is why you have to go to the lab. And I get yeah. that. I do get that, that he has to have seen all of that. But And so at least it does pay off. Um, and it's this scene that I was talking about earlier, this scene specifically, because I didn't realize again what this film was. I thought it was going to be Nazis, zombies running around and, and basically Wolfenstein the movie, right? It was going to be yeah. blood and guts and gore everywhere and just full on over the top B movie. Um what I didn't expect, and this is the point where it twigged with me, what I didn't expect was the thing in Nazi Germany, basically. Yeah. And it's at this point where I go, oh, of course they cast Wyatt Russell. This is the point where the director's <laughs> coming to work that day. He goes, oh, my fucking God. So we're going to do this massive body horror scene, oh. and you're going to see this thing that looks exactly like your best mate, but it's not your best mate anymore, and, and you're going to have to put him down. And <laughs> also, can, can we just have a moment just to appreciate the special effects in this? Because this is one where oh, they it's do good. not go CGI. It's practical effects. And the effects combined with the movement combined with the sound is genuinely gut turning like that crunch it's... as he's like the head flips and i just the... Im- yeah i immediately but, oh! went to the thing as soon yeah. as it started happening i was like this is straight out of the thing yeah like and, and yeah mean, the plot's different you know it's not a shape changer <laughs> no like yeah like he's not shape changer but just yeah. the, the feel of it and the body yeah. horror elements and the practical effects and the fact that like 
yeah, you've got Kurt Russell's son there, who basically is his fucking mirror image, yeah. and, and just and and performs exactly like him as well. And it plays so well because the photographer's like, "What the fuck is happening to me? What are you doing?" Brilliant. Like the horror that he's having with like all of a sudden. It's bo- oh, brilliant. It's, it's absolutely. It's horrific. It's yeah, it's genuinely horrific. It's brilliant. Um, and then you know, and then it pushes the guys over the edge. Like they they yeah. brought him back. Now they've got to kill him. And he Boyce's will not kill. go down. He yeah, will Boyce's not go down yet. Is, yeah, and Boise just nice. doesn't... Yeah, it, it's not any old kill. Like, he stoves his fucking head in. This yeah. is the point of no return for Boyce. Yeah. Like, he did this. And, and again, this is this is the brilliant thing about this film compared to other stuff. It, it's taking these character beats. This was Anybody could have killed this guy. He was a threat, right? They're all capable of killing him. But it needed to be Boyce because Boyce did it. It was Boyce's fault. He injected yeah. him. He is culpable. So he actually has responsibility here. Like, he's got genuine sway over the action. He's got agency. He did this. He'll solve it. Right? That's that's part of becoming a hero. That's part yeah. of understanding that, like, he has to take agency. He has to command the scene. And he has to drive the action forward. And he does it here. He goes from this kind of mild-mannered background guy who doesn't want to hurt anybody to just taking charge yeah. you know like wyatt russell can't even put him down boise yeah. does he doesn't doesn't mess around doesn't think twice about that used to be my friend he just picks the fucking gun up and stoves his head in with the butt of it like yeah. absolutely genius um then the kid gets snatched um and again men on a mission always gets me because i've just written you fuck yes now we're gonna go wild bunch and that's just as yeah. soon as they made as soon as they were having the discussion outside, you knew they were all going. Yeah. But as soon as they were weighing up, like it's not enough. We can't yeah. just take the tower down. We've got to go for the kid. The, I was just the like, walk oh, home will be so much sweeter if we know that we've saved the child as well. And yeah. It's like, so yes, good. Yes. It's so so good. You know, they've been through it with this kid. They're all attached to him, yeah. whether they think he's annoying or not. They're all attached, and they just cannot let it go it's not about the tower anymore given the choice they would go for the kid and leave the tower like they they talk around it but at this point it's personal like these guys are going for the kid and it's fucking great again just they've been through loss together now they've lost one of theirs they understand what the stakes are and so never mind the fact they all hated each other 10 minutes ago you know and wyatt russell was ready to court martial boyce for disobeying orders and not being able to do what he, he was told and stuff like that no it's not about that anymore they've got each other's back they are men on a mission they're going to take yeah. this tower down and more importantly they're bringing that fucking kid home um absolute I, I, i'm so into this film at this point honestly <laughs> yeah. I, i'm just like I'm, yeah you're just so invested in every single one of these characters completely absolutely love every single one of them for their own unique reason and again that's what's so brilliant about it like they are all tropes they're they're tropey as hell there is this film in general is tropey as hell right there is not an original thought in this entire script there really isn't but it's just all done so fucking well that i don't care I do not care in the slightest because it's yeah. absolutely brilliant. Like, like people being... rag on tropes way too much because the point is, is tropes done well is the most satisfying thing that you can watch. Totally, hundred percent. I've said it. I don't know how many yeah. times again on this network. Like, I, I'm all for them as long as you understand them and you know how yeah. to execute them. Like, there's mm-hmm. a reason tropes exist. They exist yeah. because they fucking work. Yeah. You just have to know how to deploy them. Um, and like I said, this this just ticks all of those boxes. It's 
that's the thing with this like it, it is very 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 good right it, it is an excellent film but it's workmanlike is the yeah. thing like you, you're not coming out this going oh my god that was the most amazing thing i've ever seen because it was so original and i've never seen anything like it no i've yeah. seen loads of stuff like this i've yeah. just very rarely seen it done better that's yeah. the thing it's it's one of those few it's one of those films that's greater than the sum of its parts totally if you break it down it's almost paint by numbers with it just is, how yeah. formulaic it is and yet because every single person in that film knows exactly the film that they are acting in and they are all acting in exactly the same film and they all know they all have such a clear vision and everyone that works in it like editor sound mise-en-scene just there is just such a uniformity of vision that mm. it just elevates itself above what it should be because by rights this should be the campiest b-movie trashiest yeah. thing and it is not like... not at all and, and and just to be clear like um i think yeah it was you that suggested this wasn't it and, yeah. and when when you suggested it I, I knew what this was right yeah. I, I this has been on my radar for quite some time it was just a yeah. film that i never got around to watching right and i thought Same, it was which this is why i was like I, I would put it up there because i was yeah i was like oh yeah, yeah i could go for some like nazi zombies yeah, totally like right of like you know trashy yeah things totally and that's that's what i expected and that's what yeah. i wanted and had it been that i still think i would have liked it right so yeah. it's it's not like i'm criticizing that idea no it's just that this is so much better yeah <laughs> it really really is. if it had been that other thing i think as long as they had committed to it as much as they committed to this yeah i would love it just as much yeah but but it be, but it's it be, not <laughs> it actually being this incredibly tense yeah um, really brutal look at like the actual horrors of war and the horrors of the nazi regime it's like this has given me so much more than i was expecting totally it's, it's, like, like, totally. it's like you've gone into mcdonald's and you've asked for a happy meal and all of a sudden you've had like a handmade gourmet burger like yeah. handed to you instead. totally you're just like this is not what i ordered but thank you very much but thank you yeah but thank you i'll take it <laughs> yeah, yeah thank completely you. that's that's exactly how I felt about this as well. So, so yeah, we, you know, to get back to it, they, they're all they're all having this conversation outside, and and we've just sort of said this, but I'm just going to reiterate it because I've I've written it here as well. Like, you know, this film has on occasion been clumsy and disjointed, which I've talked about only once yeah. or twice. But the point is that all of that needed to happen because by the time we get to this point where they're all stood outside that house, they've left the room and they have this decision to make. All of the work has gone in. Yeah. So that this isn't a decision. Like they have to have that discussion about the mission, and you know that Wyatt Russell doesn't even contemplate it for a second, even though he just reminds them that they do have a mission. They've yeah. all made their mind up, and I am one hundred percent behind them. Like I want every single one of them to come home. I want them yeah. to succeed. I am with these guys all the way because you've put all the fucking work in. We've seen them yeah. at their worst, and now we've seen them crawling back out um and it's yeah it's so fucking good absolutely brilliant um so <laughs> then we get the motorcycle bomb as they put their plan to... <laughs> it's 
completely implausible, yeah. but I love it and I buy it a hundred percent. It's it's like, it's one of those a moments. In a, zomb- in a Nazi's mouth <laughs> and blow him up on his motorcycle while he's strapped there, and all of his mates don't seem to realise that his hands are tied yeah, to handlebars. Tight, I and know. He's got tape on his mouth. Like this isn't ringing any alarm bells. Like that was the that was the one moment it's so more than impl- yeah. else that stretched it. But I didn't give a shit because I was just like, I am exactly the same. Exactly, it, it is. It is so implausible. It is yeah. the most implausible thing in a film with an implausible premise, right? Yeah. But it it, with, it is with like heads, a severed yeah. head with just a spinal cord that's still talking and begging for somebody to put her out of her misery. This is more implausible. Totally, than that. Yeah. totally. Because I was, yeah, I was watching it as well. And where the commander's going, like, take the tape off his. No, you fucking idiots! Like, I've never been and to war, got, but I can tell you. You've got the yeah. pin on the back. I was just like, I was just like, this is so ridiculous. But I'm fucking here for all of this because yes, totally. yes, yes, men on a mission. This, this is the moment where, very briefly, it becomes that film we we thought it was. Yeah. This, this is yeah. that moment where you. But again, you will. They've got nothing to lose, and boys aside, they're all assholes. That's what we've yeah. got to remember as well. That's the key to this. These are yeah. not nice guys. Yeah, like they're assholes, especially Wyatt Russell. He's a complete and utter prick. Right? Another, so, but this is the thing: is I love a film where they're assholes. They're assholes that do good, and the heroes despite totally. The fact that yeah, assholes. yeah, like, hundred so percent. Again, trope, but it works, yeah, right? And so, so you could totally buy that they're gonna just do it like i'm surprised they didn't just wander in behind him with machine guns over their shoulder and a shit-eating grin on their face to be honest <laughs> yeah, like that's, no, they had to be heading that's up some, on the ledge <laughs> yeah so much of an arsehole they are so yeah we get the motorcycle but whatever like if mark was yeah. here he would 100 percent be arguing with us about this i guarantee you this is a point where mark's gonna call him bullshit um, i don't know like i think by this stage mark might be just like yeah blow the fucking nazi up <laughs> I, I think even if he wasn't by this point, he knows we're just going to shout him down. About <laughs> but Jen, no, you know, generally Mark, yeah. Mark has logic problems yeah, with Mark films, is, whereas Mark I is more the don't. voice of reason. Yeah, whereas I don't. But nevertheless, I did see this and go, what? <laughs> I don't think so. Um, I mean, even and then I you did, me- and I'm the chaos queen. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, you, you've mentioned it already, you know, about the, the ticking clock of... Um, of the D-Day landings and they got the tower down but they really hammer that home here again and and again this is one of those things where it's just workmanlike it's not enough that they're going into the tower they have 18 minutes tick tock yeah. there is 18 minutes get in get out because this thing's going fucking sky high yeah. and again it's just that little push in the right direction where all of a sudden we ratchet the tension and, and yeah. all it takes is that line like you've got 18 minutes I'm setting the fucking timer if you ain't out this whole thing is coming down because that's the yeah. mission yeah, so get in there, get the kid. Yeah, yeah, get in there, get the kid, get out. Um, uh, yeah. So, and then yeah, and then Boyce turns around and says, "Right, I have to finish this." No, sorry, this is this is later on. So Boyce goes down, grabs the kid, um, and then uh we didn't even talk about the fact that the Nazi commander has escaped and gone back to the church and injected himself and basically splays his. Yeah. yeah, splays his mouth open like Predator. We've skipped over that bit because, again, like, it's not really important. Like, he's no. he's there for our final showdown. But... but this is what the Red Skull should have been. Yeah, totally. Totally, yeah. right? I mean, basically, this is what Captain America, the first Avenger, should have been, right? Well, this I is mean, what... <laughs> with, with, uh, with Baby Russell showing facing him down, I was just like... Because he gets injected as well. And it is... 
Captain America versus the Red Skull, but like a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, yes, Patriot. Yeah, it's, it's, this it's is Patriot. What when literally, Marvel's not in charge of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point, actually. I, do, I hadn't thought of that, but I do wonder whether this maybe played into his casting as Patriot. It might have done. You never know. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly seems to make sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so grabs the kid, and then we get um, we get fucking she she gets chased around then yeah. um, by by the thing that's been in the cells, and all I can think here is like, why is she being chased by mutant Tom York at this point? Because <laughs> <laughs> because I can't look like I know it's practical makeup and fair play yeah. to him for doing it but I'm just looking at it expecting him to burst into fucking karma police at any given moment <laughs> like, yeah it's pretty like it's yeah. pretty disappointing in it like you said earlier on like your head's filling in all the blanks but then yeah. to see that like the movement is great his movements yeah. are fantastic because he's tweaking all over the place I mean that's, um, but that's the thing though is the reveal is never going to live up to what's in your head and by this stage, like the film's got, the film's got you. I, I, if you were watching this film and you've got to this stage in it and you were not invested in this, so much so that when it appears, you're not just like, I'm going with this because do you know what? You've got me. I'm here for this. He's he's gnarly looking. Could have yeah. could have been a lip. I mean, they could have done a lot more with it. It could have been a lot more horrific, but they've done as much as they need to. It's, it's oh, you totally. Yeah, it's work. Yeah. It's workman. It, does it? It's it's one It absolutely it works. Job. I just you know couldn't look yeah. at it without thinking of Tom York. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> yeah, I mean, just... it's when they all start coming out of the the little freezer cellars, like yeah. in the bit, and they're just like the uniform army of just like yeah. the shaved head with the the stitches and stuff, and the sort of the the wide eyed stares, and I'm just like, oh, there's mm. like probably a Russian propaganda video that looks similar <laughs> to this. <laughs> so so they get chased around by these yeah. things a bit, and then. Again, another one of those moments where I just have to go, oh, it, like, round of applause for him, really, because, like, we've got, he's got the kid, Boyce has got yeah. the kid, he's got her as well, they, they're having the round round a bit, and he just distracts him and goes to her, right, go, take the kid and go. And she's going, no, 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 come with us. And he says, no, I have to finish this. Yeah. Go. And the amount that he's grown as a character yeah. over the course of the film from this guy that is shit scared, doesn't want to be there, wouldn't hurt a mouse to... No, I have to blow this fucking place sky yeah. high so this never I happens again. I cannot leave without it's those me. explosives. Yeah. Like this it is on me to do this. Yeah, it is me. This yeah. is this is my fight and I am going to finish this. Yeah. And that's that was the point where I was really reminded of the descent. That was the point where I was like this is this is character growth, you yeah. know, and we again we, it's something we talk about a lot about characters growing and yeah. and actually not being the same character at the end of the film that they are at the start and this is the textbook example of yeah. that. He's gone from this absolute shit scared greenhorn to to the war hero because you're like... gearing up now to his second kill and the second kill is so different from the first because the first one's a murder yeah. kill that he's yeah. he's made the mistake and he has to set it right and that that's the only way that he can do it but the second kill that he's got with the doctor which is they're locked in that fight and he's got yeah. the leg holding him and he's got the arm holding him and it's with a knife so it's up close and it's personal and it's it's brutal and it's visceral and He's not flinching away from it, and it's a case of there, yeah, it's right there. Like he's yeah. he is he is one hundred percent a soldier now. Yeah, completely, yeah. He, and 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 a hero. Like he yeah. he's grown 100%. so much as a like character. His character arc in this film. Like I remember, I had a conversation with Fiona about it when I just finished seeing it. She was like, "Do you think the boys are gonna love it?" And I was just like, "Chris will love it for the main character's character arc alone." Yeah, totally, totally. Like, By... Even if you hate everything else, 
Boyce's story and his arc and his development, it's I was like, Chris would be textbook. all over it. Yeah, it, It's textbook. Like I, said, I got to this bit, I got to that line, and I was just like, yeah, fucking hats off, yeah. guys. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. The, the line was just the icing on the cake. And, and yet, mm. again, it's a cheesy line. Like, I have to finish this. Yeah, it's cheesy. Yeah, it's tropey. He's man enough. He's been the hero. But that's why it works. Yeah, like it works. And he, his delivery is pitch perfect. Oh, completely. And it just, completely. it just works. Like, don't... I think this is this is a really important thing for, like, aspiring screenwriters to sort of take away is don't be scared of, like, leaning into tropes and don't be scared no. of putting a line in that's cliched because the thing is, is you can build that moment and... The reason why things are cliches is because they fucking work. And you have the right cast, you build your film correctly, then all of a sudden that line will not be cliched when it's said. Instead, it will absolutely just have like a really just like pow moment for your audience. And yeah, totally. You know, don't tie yourself up in knots trying to come up with something that's like really clever and sort of like, you know, the rest of it doesn't need to be. No, because no, most cli- people don't come up with like, you know, eloquent prose in moments like this no they don't most people swear like fuck at moments yeah. like this so you know the fact that he doesn't is about yeah. as eloquent as he needs to be yeah and he's um, not the swearing type really no he he's does not swear, but he's not he's he's a good boy ultimately isn't he, he? yeah he's, he's a good boy um however having said all of that for as good as that was and as well written as that is the fact that she doesn't quip when she picks up the flamethrower and yes. roasts the guy is yes. criminal. Yeah. Criminal. Like, like, fu- like, that was, give the girl a flamethrower. I was just like, yes, yes, let's torch some Nazis. And then there's not a line. No, she needed a quip there. Yeah. They, like, that's inexcusable, that. Like, they, yeah. I, I don't care if they told her to ad lib something. Like, she yeah. absolutely needed to just appreciate how fucking badass she was being. Yeah, come have my Nazi brulee. Yeah, anything like, yeah. like literally anything, like the fact that she like she hasn't just got a gun or anything. She's got a fucking flamethrower. Yeah, like they needed to be equipped there. Yeah, um, that was very very disappointing. Um, and then uh, what have we got here? Oh, right. So then we get the bit where the, she's out with the kid. Yep. Um, and again, like I've seen this come in. I, I mentioned it probably an hour ago when we were talking on this show, but I saw it immediately. When Brooklyn and the kid started arguing, I was yeah. like, right, he's, he's taking a bullet for this kid. I thought he was going to die. But as soon as this started happening, as soon as the kid was pinned down, I was like, oh, here we go. And again, I'm yeah. just like, you, you brilliant fuckers. Yeah. And it doesn't bother me that it's predictable. It doesn't bother me that I know this is coming because it's been executed so well. I love that. Yeah, I would it's... rather this to be in surprise. Genuinely, I would. Because sometimes, yeah. you know, you look at your fucking your Chris Nolans and your J.J. Abrams and all that, like, just tying themselves up in knots yeah. to try and get in front of you in the story and then none of it makes any sense. Yeah, I would much rather... Work. Yeah, it doesn't. I would much rather you gave me a cliched, hackneyed story that I've seen a million times before. Yeah. But just make sure it's tight. Make sure it all makes sense because then I'll get invested in these characters and then I fucking care. And then I punch yeah. the ear in moments like this. Yeah. You know? Because when... Oh. Because I'm not going to, like, like you know he's going to take a bullet for the kid. like Totally. Is, but, and this goes back to just, because you spend a lot of time in that attic with yeah. just the four of them and talking amongst themselves and hammering out all of their differences. And Brooklyn really, I did a sort of a 180. Like, by the time Brooklyn's, like, rescuing the kid with a really sweet, like, I'm invested and I'm wanting him to survive. And so I know that it's really cheesy if 
he doesn't die but i fuck i do not want him to die I no want neither him. do i i am, I am <laughs> yeah. so just like no you cannot die you cannot die like you've got to get through this you're so in this moment yeah. aren't you and you know it's coming you're yeah. so in front of it that you're feeling all the feels at this point and that's because all of the work has gone in yeah and so yeah later on when we do see him and he's just all bandaged up and he survived you, you just yeah. get such a lift from it at the end especially because like, the kid's right next to him and he's teaching him how to play cards yeah and they're doing the expression together and they don't speak each other's language and they don't need to because they've got that bond and it's just yeah it's just it's so so fucking well written this it really really is like this is masterclass in payoff that's what this is this is yeah they set everything up and then they pay it off beautifully yeah completely um and then from here it's pretty much just just a straight shot to the finish and again like i've i've written a note here before i saw what was coming next right i've run straight on from um from brooklyn getting shot i wish we could remember his name it sounds so bad that we just keep calling him um but i've just written here the corporal is 100 percent taking the last of this serum to save boyce and make sure this place blows the fuck up that's the last yeah. note I've made because from here on in, I knew exactly what was happening. And I was just and here for the ride. And he's going to blow himself up because he cannot to- allow yeah. himself and the serum that's to survive. In his to yeah. survive. Like he is 100% self-sacrificing because that is what needs to happen for the mission. And again, you 100% saw it coming. I was yeah. I was way ahead of it, but it all worked so well. Like it just yeah, all like, worked really so, invested. so well. So invested. Yeah. And also, can yeah. I just say as well, the bit where he puts him on the hook, like that genuinely yeah. got shudder for me. Like the sound on that bit and him having to hoist himself up and unhook himself that whole bit brilliant yeah oh brilliant and the fight between them is great as well it's like all of it works absolutely perfectly and and it's not again it's not over the top b-movie ridiculous they don't go way over the top with the occult stuff there is a line and they tow it perfectly they are still ultimately two guys fighting they're yeah. just super powered guys fighting now who who have this fucking super soldier serum in them they're not like growing 20 arms and shooting lasers out of their eyes and they're yeah. still two guys just beating the shit out of each other and then you've got and this is brilliant that they they do this as well they bring voice into the fight just to, just again as our hero as our human connection in all of yeah. this because at this point now wyatt russell's a fucking super soldier yeah so He's there's Captain no America. Yeah, there's yeah. no real threat here, but there is a threat to Boyce. And yeah. so he has to get him out. He has to slam the gate down and just be like, no, you go, set the timer, remember the mission. And, and again, yeah. the line pays off perfectly towards the end then as well. And it's how he's grown as a character. Bear in mind at the start, he was Mr. Fucking USA, I'm going to do the mission. Yeah. And his final line is, nobody should get this shit. We don't need it either. Yeah. And he's going to stay down there and blow himself up so that nobody ever gets to do this ever again. Yeah. And so, again, that's his character coming all the way to the end of his arc of of like wanting to do anything for the U.S. military at the start and follow the mission through and execute the mission and win the war. And he's yeah. got the opportunity here. Like if he walks out of here, he will single handedly win the war. He is yeah. literally, as you say, Captain America, He's the patriot yeah. as he would be. Yeah. But he doesn't. He's just like, no, this is wrong. Not like this. This isn't the way. Um, so absolute genius. Um, Boyce gets out, blows the place. Um, we think he's we think he's still in there, but of course he's not. We know he's not. 
but of course we've got to have the shot of him emerging from the rubble covered in dust because it's because that's what you do and again yep. it works because we've been through it all and then yeah the payoff you know the kids sitting there with brooklyn and boyce getting his debrief and again like the commanding officer just saying to him like there's there's rumors of of shit in the church is there anything i need to know and him then just following through on wyatt russell's thing of like I, no I it was really absolutely nice well, not that he was like no this was the corporal's plan the corporal changed the plan because this we thought this was the best way to do it and it was his idea yeah. and he'd had to fight really hard to get yeah. that in place but he was like no the corporal deserves the hero moment and they even sort of say he was a hero it was that was it was masterful that was 100 percent the right call to make and he doesn't take any credit at all for the fact no. that it was him it's a case of no it's the corporal because the corporal's the one that gave his life for us yeah and so he dies a hero and, and yeah. ultimately that gives him the ending that he would have wanted for himself yeah um yeah just again textbook absolutely fucking genius um the one thing i will say out of all of this is the only thing that i was left wanting at the end here because everything's tied up beautifully yeah. and this is a me thing all right this is nothing the film has done wrong this is my baggage that i've brought into this project okay right so coming into it yeah. i'm thinking this is going to be like a b-movie nazi like basically wolfenstein the movie yeah was and then by the by the end, we've got Wyatt Russell jacked up on super soldier serum. And I was just like, oh, just let him survive. Just let him survive and be BJ Blazkowicz. Just, just please. <laughs> and let's actually do it. Yeah. Let's like somehow he survives. There's another base and just send him in there as this super powered Nazi killing machine. To j just quip yeah. in his way through a fucking zombie Nazi base. Like, give me that now. Just do it. Give me the B movie. Cast Wyatt Russell in it as well. It's fine. He'd be a great Blaskowitz. Cast him in it and just let him go fucking nuts. Let's, that's what I want now. Like, <laughs> you've set that up and I want it. I want yeah. it so badly. Um, yeah, just just indestructible Nazi stomping machine. I, yeah. I really want to see that film. But that's me. That's clearly not what the intent is. I'm just watching it going, oh, please do that. Yeah. Please. But, that's, um, but then again, that's the whole sort of joy almost of this film is that that's what you think it's going to be and it's not no it is a 100% not what I was expecting and I, it's it's better because of it and it's especially for me personally better because of it because there would be inevitable comparisons to Wolfenstein yeah. if if that's what they did and you know those last two Wolfenstein games not the third one with Blaskowitz's kids that's not so yeah. good but the last two Wolfenstein games they brought out are some of my favorite games yeah. of, of the last generation they are fucking amazing and the, the storytelling in, the in them is incredible and you, yeah you get that whole level design and that mm. whole level I just I remember when I was playing the game I was just like this is a much oh, better brilliant. game than I thought it was gonna I thought it was gonna be just run around and shoot some zombies but we've actually got proper tension and yeah and, and just yeah. the storytelling like it's yeah. some of the best storytelling i've ever seen in video it's ridiculous it, yeah. every time you think it can't get any more ridiculous it, it, it does but it, it's phenomenal and, and i would have been making a direct comparison to that yeah. so the fact that they went in a totally different direction kind of just just robbed me of that immediately and forced me to just sit up and, and pay attention take yeah. notice um and I, yeah, I, I've come away with what is one of the best films we've watched on this podcast. Um, it, it's certainly up there with the best of the best. Um, it's to the point where it, it kind of breaks the whole. It, like it, it's too good for this show. Yeah. Like it, it <laughs> should, it shouldn't have been. I like, totally get why we watched it because yeah. on premise, 
you're just like yeah that that sounds like prime better than mario fodder yeah um but no it's just absolutely fucking brilliant i have yeah. since I, I watched the free version on on channel 4 with adverts and it sucked so i have since bought it um i will watch it many many times yeah um i, I will definitely watch it again uh in in the near future yeah. it's fucking brilliant and yeah i had a great time with this like we've i mean we've ruined the year now haven't we because nothing we watch on this show this year is going to be this good um, but you haven't seen but then it shouldn't be yet. <laughs> well yeah i mean it, you know i guess it shouldn't be this good anyway is no. the point yeah you know I, one of the joys of this show is when we get something really really bad or that should be really really bad and it turns out to be really, really good like you, you weren't on the show at this point but like we what i keep going back to killer sofa yeah which was one that we watched which i absolutely loved like it, it did have some issues there was some really bad stuff in there but on the whole it was fucking excellent and a way better film than a film about a killer fucking sofa should be, right? Yeah. Um, and, and this is kind of that. This is kind of like, this is a film about fucking Nazi monsters. It should be terrible. And it's absolutely not. It takes its premise, like, it actually crafts a really good story about around it um, and, and executes it very, very well. Yeah. And that's that's all any film really needs to do for me. It needs Honestly, if you it, can tell me a good story and yeah. tell it well, I And fine, have a clear I'm identity in. right from the first frame because that's the other thing that Velocipasta did so well. It's Velocipasta totally. and the reason why it's so fucking good is because right from the very opening shot of that film, everyone all of the actors uniformly music, editing, everything, everyone knows exactly the film that they're making and exactly the story that they want to tell. And it is because it is so uniform and textbook across the board, it works. Yeah, yeah, completely, completely. Um, and, and again, that is that, you know, you can be ridiculous and yeah. still do all of this stuff. Like, it's not, the two things aren't mutually exclusive. It's not like you make a ridiculous film or you make a good film. You yeah. can do both. Yeah, you, um, you don't have to eschew, like, being funny in comedy in order to achieve this you just need to know what you were making mm. when you start making it and then you need to hold fast to that vision and not not get shaken totally um and, and this does that 100 percent. this knows exactly what it is yeah. and and that's why it works it never tries to be something it isn't you know it yeah. sets very clear ground rules straight away of what these nazis are going to be how often we're going to see them what style of, of filmmaking we're going for you know like, like i said from that opening scene yeah. on the plane you you understand that this is just going to be tense like yeah. that this isn't going to be like 100 miles an hour this is going to be slow and it's going to be tense um because oh, yeah. there's a moment um in the house where boyce is talking to chloe and he's explaining that he knows how to speak French because his grandma was from Haiti. And I was yes. like, oh, Haiti, zombies. Zombies, he's gonna have experience yeah. of zombies. And he's going to know. No, never comes no. up again. Just that's how he's... But the fact that they had the opportunity to take that detour and they didn't take it is it's a better film because of it. And there's, yeah, a lot totally. of, there's a lot of other filmmakers that would have been like, oh, well, that's us setting up Nazi zombies. And mm. I love that they didn't. No, and, and there's even, you know if they wanted to be really cheap with it you've got the fact as well um, we haven't even mentioned it i don't think but there's a whole load they could have unpacked here as well with the fact that our hero you know is is actually a person of color and this is yeah. nazi germany yeah like there's, there's a whole level you can pile on there as well no that's not what this story is this no. is a story about all of these guys in it together doesn't matter what their background is doesn't because that's kind of the point of, of fighting the nazis right it doesn't yeah. matter who you are and where your background's from 
that's exactly how you be anti-Nazi. So I also they could have. That's another big thing that I loved about the film was that our hero was a person of color because, like, Mm. you talk about like diversity and all the rest of it and the casting, and this is one of those times where did he need to be a person of color? Like, no, doesn't matter. It It, just flat out doesn't matter. Matter. (laughs) So freaking refreshing to have a film like this where your lead character is a person of color. And it doesn't matter that he's a person of colour. He's just our hero. Yeah, there's nothing it's made great. of it whatsoever. Yeah. Other than that brief interchange where he can speak French yeah. because his family goes back to Haiti. That, that, fine. Yeah. It, was, it was The character needed to speak French to communicate yeah. with her. So fine. They, yeah. just make it, they, they cast the right person for the role. And, yeah. you know, that's, yeah, it's great that nothing was made. And it would have been, that's a trap that lesser filmmakers definitely would have fallen into. Yeah. Because there's there's kind of a, an open goal there in a lot of people's eyes. Let's say something important. Yeah. It doesn't have to reach for this grand important statement. This is a men on a mission film. Yeah. All right. And it does say some things and it does, you know, there's a bit of hearts of darkness and stuff in there. And there's, you know, there's a little bit of, yeah, maybe alternate history and stuff in there as well. You know, it's got an identity. It's got something to say. It just doesn't bat you over the head with it because yeah. at its core, it's just going to tell you a really good fucking story first. Yeah. And like, that's the most as, important thing. As much as you need, like, films which do sort of talk about non sort of white Western POVs, like anywhere, everywhere, all at once, like, for example, mm-hmm. brilliant film, which is very, like, sort of like dialing into that sort of like chinese american experience and fantastic for it but the point is is because the characters are so relatable you don't need to be chinese american to appreciate that film but you also on the other hand i think part of like getting diversity and representation is in a film like this having your lead character be a person of color and it's not a big thing it's not a deal he just is because you need you need both in order to have the representation that you want you need both and I think this totally. is a great example of just right actor, is. right part, let's go. Yeah, it, it, like I said, the whole cast are fucking wonderful in yeah. this film. And, you know, him included, he's, he's absolutely the right guy for the part. So and that's good. why he's cast. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, just everything about this film is just, I, I mean, this is grade A filmmaking. It's, yeah. it's as simple as that. Like, it's not, it's never going to win an Oscar, right? It's not, it's not original. It's not... You know, it's nothing you haven't seen before. It's just solidly good from yeah. start to finish to the point where, like, you could absolutely sit anybody down that doesn't know a thing about film. You could put this in front of them and talk them through it, and they will understand at least the basics of filmmaking by the time they're finished, if yeah. you manage to explain it well anyway. But it's all in there. Everything is exemplary. Um, and from me, that's one of the highest compliments I can pay a film because that's the type of shit that I look for, and that's the type of shit that really gets me excited. Yeah. Because that makes me feel smart because I can see what's happening. I mean, it's so, the sort of stuff that I like to think that's the sort of film I want to make. Is I don't want to make a film that's going to win an Oscar. I don't want to make a film. That's, I mean, it'd be nice if it did, but ultimately, I want to make a film that just tells a story really fucking well. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it'll come no, I've come of no surprise to you when I say this, but I had exactly that thought as well, um, having finished watching it and reflecting on it. Yeah. Um, and I, and I don't mean this to sound big-headed. I, I mean this as a literal fact. I walked away from it thinking that is exactly the type of film that I write all the fucking time. Yeah. And the highest compliment I can pay this film is it feels like something I would write. Yeah. Um. And and I don't mean that to big myself up. I just it's just a fact. This is yeah. 
it's it's a story film it is a film it's a story film story yeah and, and it's a genre story film yeah. as well and people um, shit on genre films too much and i fucking love genre yeah they do it 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 takes the confines of its genre and it tells a very good story within it and that's what i do all the time yeah. um i don't do it this successfully because i haven't made a film that's made this much fucking money and is being oh. talked about on podcasts let's but... give, it, give it to the end of the year chris let's see what we can do <laughs> <laughs> But that is, you know, f- for me personally, that is the highest compliment I think I can pay this. is It feels like something that I would write, yeah. definitely. And it feels like something that, you know, I would I would be involved with. Yeah. Um, it just because it's so fucking good. And it's yeah. it, like, and for me to think it's that good is literally because I see myself in it, I think. And I see my technique in it yeah. just being done on a much bigger scale than we do. Um. I think it might be the best film we've watched on the podcast. It's certainly one of the best. It yeah. may be the best. It's probably either this or Rubber. Um, but yeah, it's it's fucking good, this. Yeah, it's really, really fucking, fucking good. good. If you like The um, Descent, you will like this. Yeah, totally. I, I, I don't really think we even need to ask this, but is it better than Mario Brothers? Yes. Um, <laughs> Is I mean, it it's better, way, is it better way than most better than things Mario. I've watched, like in the last year. Yes. Yes, yeah. agreed. Like this is this is kicking twenty twenty three off strong. Yeah. Uh, I know it's an old film, but you know, the rest of this year's output's got a lot to answer for now because <laughs> this is this is set a fucking high bar. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I don't know. Let Let's see where we go from it. I mean, we can only go down. I guess. Yeah. So Probably quite rapidly. Uh, definitely quite rapidly uh, for the, for those of you uh, watching along at home it is valentine's day next month so we will be looking at uh, simply irresistible i nearly call it vanilla sky then because that's how i know it but we will be looking at simply irresistible um, for admit, valentine's Chris, day like when you sent me the picture and they've just got a buffy promo shot where they've changed the color of her hair i was like if they can't even be bothered to take new photography to market their film, it's not giving me high hopes. Oh, you you ain't seen nothing yet. This is <laughs> this is a bad fucking film, not to bury the lead for anybody. Um, <laughs> but, but for next month, yeah, if you're watching along at home, um, grab yourself Simply Irresistible. It's available on Prime Video um and we will be covering that next month in the meantime if you've got anything to say about overlord or any of the other shit that we've talked about that you may have listened back on you can find us on all the usual socials mark isn't here to do the addresses so i don't have a fucking clue this isn't my job um in most places we're double down podcast network i guess on twitter on facebook on all of those things uh, you can find us on our website as well, ddpodcast.net. Um, if you do like what you're listening to, then please do rate and review us. It really helps our visibility. Uh, and until next month, when hopefully we'll have a full compliment again to talk about magic crabs. <laughs> See you later. Oh, <laughs>